It's a new year, and we've all been moving fast. Didn't it seem like January was 100 years long? On this episode of the Idea Fountain, you can throw all of that craziness out the window and move into more of a meditative space, chill out for a great conversation. Today, we're going to talk to Marta from Surya Spa. I met Martha at the end of last year. Um, She's really been helping me heal. I'll tell you a personal story. For a long time, I've always had a lot of challenges with weight, and different diets didn't work, and I never wanted to have surgery, but Martha gave me the opportunity to heal. And it's pretty crazy. I've lost 30 pounds since March, We'll talk about how that happened, uh, find out a lot more about life, healing, and Ayurvedic health, um, and one of LA's best-kept secrets, Surya Spa, today on the Idea Fountain. I-D-E-A-F-O-U-N-E-A-I-N. This is the Idea Fountain, life-changing conversations. Already tonight, we've had an amazing meal. We've had a healing. And now we're sitting down at Surya Spa ready for a great conversation. Hello, Martha. Hello, Julie. I want you to know that you are so loved and we're so excited to be here. Um, I'm really grateful for this opportunity to have a conversation with you today and just talk about all the amazing things and the amazing work you do here. And um, I want to talk about it kind of as I've processed it because a lot of the healing work you do is really new to me in hopes that everybody can understand it. Um, First, though, um, you've been gracious enough to invite a bunch of my friends here to experience this magical place. So I would love to... Um, have everybody kind of come into the room and introduce themselves. Hey, it's Liz. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's really amazing. I think it's, I don't even know, been over a year since I first stepped foot into, I wanted to say your home because this is, it feels, feels like you come home. You know, it's such a welcoming environment and you get fed good food and you get, pretty much doused in love when you walk in. So um, I just love not just the energy, but the colors on the walls and the scent of the house and the books on the table and the inflow of traffic that, you know, different people coming in and out, but everyone's energy is just very sweet and very welcoming. And yeah, it's lovely to be here. Hi, it's Sarah, and it's true. You have a really magical space here. I've only been here for, I think, a couple of hours, but I can tell already that this is such a magical little haven you've created. The first thing I did when I walked in was say, this is Amy, by the way, what is this magical place and how did I get here? And I looked across the road and I saw this big expanse of darkness and I was like, oh, wait, that's the ocean. (laughs) It's right there. Like I was totally disoriented coming up the road. I mean, this is just like this 
magical vortex that we stepped into. And I was like, Julie, where are we? What is this? And she was like, you will find out. (laughs) So I'm really excited to find out. This is Prophet. And uh, for those listening, this place is filled with bookcases, Indian teak wood artifacts, um, statues, vibes, good juju, and the food and the coconut cream pie thing in the wine glass was amazing. So I'm pretty stoked to be here my first time. I mean, so I think we have the first question. Martha, how do you explain what is this magical place? I guess I will start saying how did actually happen. I... Um, I, I studied computers first, and uh, a friend of my family um, was visiting my mom, and then he said, uh, if my brother and I wanted to come to America, I'm from Colombia, so if I wanted to go to America and um, do my master's in computer science, or I went to a bilingual school, so if I wanted to study English uh, farther than, because I, it, I didn't have really a place to practice the English so and I said um, okay what do I need to do and so like well the only condition is that you have to learn TM so transcendental meditation the minute I learned transcendental meditation my life totally changed like not 100 degrees not 180 360 and it was amazing how nature and anything that I did to go to this place in Iowa in February <laughs> 1989 I arrived there and and then it was so cold I got out of the I got out of the plane and opened the door open uh, when I was at the airport waiting for the person that was going to pick me up but that was my friend from my family and I literally step out and I'm like I must be in the wrong place. I must have opened to a freezer or something like that. <laughs> I could not believe how cold it was. Being in Colombia, we don't have we have seasons, but we don't we do not have the winter that is in Iowa. And it was it was a horrible winter. The winter I got there, I got sick. Anyway, I got to the university, and everything I was going to do in computers, all the doors were closed. Everything. Everything, the jobs, everything, everything was like not working. Then uh, I was sitting at the table and then someone that have done the treatments that I do called Panchakarma uh, is sitting next to me. And I was like, what is that smell? What is that you've done? And she had the hair full of oil. Like, and she said, oh, I just did Panchakarma, this treatment that they put oil all over your body, two people at the same time, and then they drip all in your forehead, and they just, this is feeling that takes you to heaven. And I'm like, I gotta try that. <laughs> what is that? So I went and, and, and uh, booked myself into one of the treatments, and I got out of the treatment, and I'm like, I gotta learn this. I, I gotta know what is this. Even, even, even if I'm not something that I was thinking to do in my life, it was something that I was just doing it for fun. So I... Um, I went to 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 the to the to the Ayurvedic clinic and then uh, uh, find out what that I needed to do. I applied to the program. Everything, everything was just like perfect. So I graduated, and when I graduated, um, I was about to go back to Colombia, and they asked me, "Would you like to come to um, California? That they have a clinic 
right there next to the self-realization center on Sunset and, and do some training. And I'm like, okay, it's on the way down. Why not? But the funny thing is in maybe four years before I had my Jyotish down. That Jyotish is astrology, Vedic astrology. And this guy told me, you are going to marry someone that it was born on the East Coast but lives on the West Coast and has blue eyes. But first you have to go through all this. You have to do some karma. And I'm really glad you are here in the university because everybody meditates, so your karma goes faster. Whoa. So I'm really glad you're here because this, would, this is much, faster, much, much easier for your life right now than if you were in Colombia or in someplace else. I'm like, okay, great, fantastic. So I, got to, I get here and I start training, and within a week... My husband, Roger, which was born on the East Coast, lived in the West Coast, and has blue eyes, <laughs> met. And then from there, we were together. We have been together, and we have two kids. My daughter is 25, my, daughter, my son is 23. And, um, and then we just got together. Then maybe four years after, they closed the clinic um, in the Pacific Palisades, and People keep calling me, can you please give me a bunch of karma? Can you please go on? And so I was going with all these herbs and oils to people's houses, and I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. So we moved to a house. We got a house on Maskingam, on the other side of the canyon, on, in the Pacific Palisades. And the minute that I moved to that house, it had an apartment downstairs. And that apartment, I said, I just, like, because I wasn't allowed to see it because there was a tenant in there. I looked at it, and I was walking down, and then I said, this is going to be an Ayurvedic clinic. And it just was like pure intuition. It was like, okay. We got out of there, and then we went back to my house, and then the guy called and said, no, the house was rented by someone else. You cannot have it. Well, okay, fine. So five days later, or a week later, the guy called us back. He, the 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 person that was going to rent it decided not to rent it. But he has lost our phone. And when he was moving, he was looking everywhere for our phone. He was moving the trash can. The paper where it was our name with the, num- with, the, with the number fell off of the trash can. And then he called us, and that's where I got the house. And then after that, then I opened the first Ayurvedic clinic in, in 2001. Um, and it was in Maskingham. So for there, I was in that house for 13 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And <laughs> I love... So on the Idea Fountain, um, I last year interviewed every month somebody that changed my life. And then this year, I'm focusing on instincts and intuition. Um, you're a double whammy because you've already started changing my life. And I want to talk to you about instincts and intuition. But maybe we tell the story first about how I got here. Um, and it was through Liz. How did you find Martha and um, talk about why you thought it was so important for me to go? So I have to give a lot of love to my friend Vanessa because her and I were speaking at dinner one night and we were both talking about just digestive problems that, you know, you didn't have when you were younger and suddenly you start having these or adult adult acne or just when your body just does crazy things that you're like, what is happening? 
And she told me, you have to see Marta. You have to go and see her. And, you know, it's when you're at that brinking point of like, I'll try anything. And so I made an appointment. And here's what's so crazy. It's going to be a little TMI, but this is, again, my introduction to Marta. I walk in and I never get menstrual cramps. You know, I'll just say it. I never do. And that day, for some reason, I had the worst ones. And we walked in and I come in and Martha holds my pulse and she's looking at my tongue. And now she's made her evaluation. We go in the back room and she's ready for, to give me my consultation to tell me what I need to eliminate from my diet and what I need to add. And and so this is all my introduction to her, just based off of my friend's recommendation. And here I am and I'm looking at her and I have almost like tears coming out of my eyes. because I'm thinking, God, I just want these cramps to stop so I can pay attention. I finally tell her, I said, do you have any tea? Because I just can't take these cramps anymore. And you were so calm. You just said, get on the table. She had like a massage table in the room. I get on the massage table and she starts pushing in on my thighs, but hard, not like a light, like really getting in there with her thumbs (laughs) she's done it to you (laughs) okay and then she goes over to the other one and she does the same thing and within five minutes my cramps are completely gone and I looked at her thinking like what did you do and you just said so calmly and effortlessly I just opened up your veins where your blood flows and I was a believer I just thought my gosh I I was and that just made me so excited to to be able to experience what was to come because, you know, so many times we're being told, take this pill or it's never just simply as something as simple as just listen to your body or touch the body. And there's, there's so much healing in another human's touch. So I think for me, that was such a great introduction to you. And just, again, just your energy, the services that you provide, because it's, a very holistic way that I try to practice in my everyday life. And so with that being said, after I had experiences, you know, I got massaged and I, Julia, and you had told me when I was going through the massaging and the treatments, you said, I'll never forget. You said, be very careful who you invite into your home, what you're watching on TV, read from good books and just be aware of the energy around you. And Julie came to my house, I think on the third day, and I was telling her this. And I said, man, I'm buzzing. I, can, I was very sensitive to all the energies around me, and now I could really feel it. And I know Julie's such an energy person, and I don't know why. My, it was instinct to just tell you, you have to go see Marta. I know you've been – because, again, you know, a lot of times messaging, we're told – this is the right thing to eat. This isn't the right thing to eat. We're raised on certain diet fads or certain, what we think is good for us. And a lot of times we don't know. And when you told me, eliminate all this from your diet and then just eat this, it completely, it changed. I changed in a week. Like that's miraculous. I couldn't believe it. And so it was just a no brainer to tell my friend, please just go and see her. Yeah, and it was really amazing because I'd been um, struggling with inflammation and trying to figure that out. And Western medicine can be so tricky, Um, the different things that doctors tell you. And I thought, oh, I had inflammation. I'll be vegan. And then my inflammation went up even more. And then I was trying to navigate it. And I come over here and Martha just says, stick out your tongue. (laughs) So what I would love um, you to talk about a little bit is um, 
I'd love if you would explain a little bit about the healing work you do and um, maybe for people that might not be able to come to Surya, right? Just how to get out of the Western racket, how to listen to your body. Like, where do you just start? Well, I'm so grateful to God and to life to put me in this in this in beautiful way, beautiful, um, I would say, trajectory of Ayurveda because Ayurveda has been for me an incredible change even to my life. I, I'm going to share something that is very personal. I, when I grew up in Colombia, I used to go to the bathroom once a week. And after I did my first Panchakarma and then I learned about Ayurveda, then um, literally after my first Panchakarma, I started going to the bathroom pretty much every day. And, and I learned how important it is to just go to the bathroom. As simple as that. So um, I'm really, really grateful of um, that, the knowledge that I got when I went to university and studying in, in Iowa. Because I, for me, Ayurveda is such a sacred, sacred knowledge. And it, and, and it has been for, Ayurveda has been for, they say, 10,000 years, but they say, that it, there are some books that say more 20, 30, 40,000 has been um, on, on this earth and how the knowledge came. So whoever, for the people that have received what a Shirodara is and what an Abhyanga is, they probably, know, they probably know what I'm talking about. But for those who haven't, what are those things? Yeah, um, that, okay. so the Abhyanga is a massage done by two people at the same time. Uh, the synchronicity and the softness and and the this something that's so magical that happens that people transcend and they go to a different state of consciousness. And when we do the Shirdara, which is the dripping oil in the forehead, is also again takes you to a thought you get out of the room after that and you just feel like what just happened to me? Mm. Like I haven't feel this way for so long. And you feel like a like a new way of thinking, a new way of being, because it, it really affects. So, Ayurveda, that's one of so beautiful about Ayurveda. The Ayurveda not only works on the physical level, it works on the emotional level. It works on every cell of your body because everything that we put is all organic. Everything, all the oils, all the herbs, everything is wildcraft. Everything that I do, even though it doesn't taste that great, uh, no, the food that we did tonight tastes actually really good, but not all the oils and all the things that I prepare, they are really everything that you can have in the table, you can eat it. Because anything that you put in your skin, the skin is going to eat it. So it's very, very important that people know that when you put things in your body, please be careful. Don't put things with parabens or chemicals or anything because these gets accumulated into the body and then brings disease to people. I think a lot of people don't realize that. I um, remember reading that maybe less than 10 years ago, maybe five years ago, that your skin is actually an organ, your biggest organ, right? And people spray on perfumes or tanning lotions or off deep woods, you know, so they don't get bit by mosquitoes. But you're ingesting all of that. 
lotions, our shampoos. The lotion, oh. the shampoos, and everything. So that's why it's so important because the accumulation of that starts to accumulate into your body. And then the liver gets so toxic. And that's why people are getting so many allergies and so many digestive problems because the liver gets so toxic that that needs to get it out some, somewhere. So then, then people start having eczema, psoriasis, uh, rashes that they don't understand, they come and go on, or the skin. I have a client that just came two, three days ago, and she's, he's like, I'm itchy everywhere, and I don't understand why. Mm. And it's just simple, the food, all the things that we put in our body. So it has to be, and nowadays with all the different chemicals and things that they put in the food, we have to be careful. And then do cleansing since it's all the time. It's like Ayurveda recommends to do a cleanse every change of the season. Mm. So after the the summer, so the body normally has a lot of heat. So it's better to get the heat out and prepare the body to go to the next season. So it's such an Ayurveda is such a complete complete um, whole way of seeing the, the body because, for example, yoga. It's part of Ayurveda. So doing yoga every day keeps your body, all your joints, all your muscles, everything working. So that's the part of Ayurveda. Then the Jyotish, which is the astrology. So beautiful. Um, it goes to according to where you were born and the time you were born and the place that you were born. When you do this, they do a chart, and with this chart, they tell you, okay, you were born this day, these planets were here and there, and from there, this is what's going to happen with your mom, your dad, this is going to happen with your brother and your sister, this is going to the kids that you're going to have. They can tell you exactly what everything it is. And um, this stone here, so yellow sapphire, so this was my first stone. After I did that reading, all the guy that told me that it was my husband going to be, he told me, you need to wear this. Literally, this stone changed my life and I don't take it off um, and uh, because yellow sapphire it belongs to the guru planet which is Jupiter in my chart specific is very strong it's, 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 it's the planet of desires so after I put this pretty much my life totally changed how do you feel about creating your own destiny, right? Because sometimes I've been hesitant to go see psychics or have conversations because I didn't want somebody to tell me this was your path. And so I didn't go after something I was loving or um, something that I wanted to do. When you're talking about the astrology being so specific, um, let's say you fell in love with a man from Australia, not the East Coast, living on the West Coast. How do you personally navigate that? Oh no, I don't. I don't. I don't take it so like that. Um, I, what I like about the the way that Ayurveda does the astrology is that it's a tool more than anything. So. It, if it's in your chart says just you have to be careful during the month of June to July because you probably will have an accident. Mm. Yes? So you know that. So right. you're going to be more careful. So it's more of a preventive that kind of way. Uh, or if you are going to have an accident, the accident that you're going to have is, will not be the same as they would have, they would have not tell you. Right. The other thing that they do uh, in, in, in astro- astrology in Ayurveda is that they tell you, uh, okay, this planet is doing this negative effect on you right now. 
So let's look at it, and then you go to the temple. And in the temple, they will perform what I call a yagya, which is absolutely the, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. With that, they prepare this incredible fire and fruits and vegetables, and they have all the different colors of all the different planets, and they start singing mantras. Mm. So last time that I did it, it was in India, and they chanted mantras for me and my friend for a day and a half. And at the end, they send this huge thing, they put it in cotton, and they put dates and cashews and almonds and flowers and fruits and honey and ghee, and they were like literally pouring this to the fire. Did you cry? It was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was like the, one of the most incredible things. And then again, I have a huge change in my life. So because it took that negative thing that it was told to me by an astrologer, do this ceremony. So when I went to India, I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I got eight pandits to, like, like, um, to do the ceremony, and they all did it. And it was, it was an amazing experience. So Ayurveda has all these tools to help you be well, have, have, a, have an incredible life. I think it's interesting, too. We were talking a little bit about this while I was here. Um, you grew up in Colombia, and your family was Catholic, right? And then Ayurveda is Hindu. And you and I were talking about different Chinese um, goddesses and things like that. And um, for somebody that everything we're talking about sounds like planet Mars, right? Um Tell us a little bit about your belief system and how you pull all of these wisdom into your world and how you discovered it and kind of how you define your spiritual belief. Okay, that's a hard question because <laughs> I, uh, I was born Catholic. I had to go to mass. I had to go in school and we had a Catholic um, class, religion class Every day at 8 o'clock in the morning, we have to go into school, stand up and pray the, um, how do you say that? Our Father. Our Father. Yeah, the Rosary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And did the First Communion and did all that. And it was a thing that it needed to be done. It's my family. I have to respect that my grandmother was very, very, very religious. And but when I got to the university, one of the things when I learned TM, I was like wanting to make sure there was nothing, no religion involved in it because I didn't want to have something. But when I got to university and I started learning about all the different gods, and then I just realized that it doesn't matter if it's Chinese or Hindu or Hebrew or, or Judaism, all of them is the same thing. It's all these different gods with different names, like Surya is the god, the sun god. Um, that was the name to come to me to, to call Surya. Surya is just the same. It's just a different name to call God. But all of them, I think all the religions, for me, goes to the same energy, to this incredible energy that we have, that have created this us and everyone else. 
It's really cool. When I was growing up in Seattle, I actually had to read the speech from, there was actually a chief Seattle. Um, and when people were coming to take the land, he gave the speech and I brought it for you. I'm going to post it. I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but um, what you were saying really resonated with me. And as part of his speech, he said, one thing we know is our God is your God. Right. And it was the same concept because people were coming to take the land in the name of God. And he said, wait a minute, you know, um, so this has always resonated with me. Uh, my life completely changed when I started meditating and doing TM as well. And um, I just became happier. I became more clear. And I thought it was really interesting because. The way I was trained, you meditate 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. But it sounds like you do a lot more meditation. How has that worked for you? Well, after I did TM, uh, um, so the first 20 minutes are the same 20 minutes that you do. They call it um, just a meditation. Then they have something called the CDs. So the CDs is more advanced where you learn the sutras. So there is uh, there is 18 different sutras. And then, um, so they teach you the technique, how to do it. And then after that, they teach you the flying technique. Um, the flying technique is, is another sutra that is going to help to wake up your kundalini. And you just, when you do it, you just feel this energy that goes up to your spine. And, uh, and it just makes you feel, again, something that I cannot describe, that it was something amazing that I learned in the university when we were listening to the to the different tapes that Maharishi did. Maharishi was the one that brought Transcendental Meditation to the West. And he will, and I, this is something that I will never forget. He said, can you explain to me what a strawberry tastes? What is this, the taste of a strawberry? And if I ask you to each one of you, explain to me how strawberry tastes, Pretty much you cannot get an answer because it's something that you cannot do it until you experience how a strawberry tastes. So uh, this is the same thing when you do the CDs and when you learn how to do the flying technique. And, and, and again, my life totally changed. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is like the two times that I've learned these things with TM and then I did my CDs, both of them were were guided by a broken up relationship. Mm. So my first time that I learned TM, I was totally in love with this guy that I was going out. And then suddenly he just disappeared. My heart was just broken, totally broken. I would like, the phone would ring and I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, no, no. And then one day I'm in a gas station and, and I see him again. But between this and this is when this friend came and talked to me about TM. Because if we would have been together, I would have said, no, forget it. I'm not going to America. I'm just going to stay here. Then that happened. I came to America. Then I broke up. I was going up with a Norwegian guy. He was uh, um, a model for Calvin Klein. He was very, very handsome. Wow. He is oh, very Marta. handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, again, he, we, we broke up. He went back to Norway. Um, and I was very, very sad. And then there was a CD course, and then I said, okay, I'm going to take this now. I totally cut all my hair and did the CDs, and then my life, again, totally changed. 
Wow. And speaking of life-changing, so I want to talk a little bit about what we've been doing because um, Marta started helping me last fall and I came and I did the spa treatments for a few days, but she said she thought she could really help me with nutrition. Now, my entire life... I have been focusing on this and it's been really challenging because, I mean, I think nutrition is worse than anything. Everybody has a theory, right? Everybody thinks that they have the answer and you just need to do this, this, and this. And um, nothing has ever worked. And then I came here and it just started working. And it's funny because two things happen. One, people are stopping me and saying, did you cut your hair? Your eyes look so blue. Your skin looks so clear. It's amazing. What are you doing? And I'll say, I'm working with a healer. <laughs> and then, you know, at the same time, like Julian, my boyfriend will just say, oh, it's calories in, calories out. And it's not. Will you talk a little bit about what we've been doing and why this is working well <clears throat> first of all the way it works is uh, sometimes we as uh, we get this into always to eat kind of the same thing we get to eat we things that we like and then we start eating them all the time so routine. it's a routine and i like to have an egg and i and then you start having egg every day and i like orange juice so i have orange juice and i like tea and then tea and then we get to this point where we have to eat all the start eating the same foods so um, I gained suddenly 10 pounds when I've never had to worry about my weight in my life. And uh, all my clothes were starting to get really tight and like I needed to, I say I got, I got to lose weight. Um, and I'm always, all my life I've eaten so healthy. I eat mom beans and rice every day and vegetables and cooked vegetables, kind of the food that you guys ate tonight. Everything vegan, everything vegetarian, very all from the farmer's market. And I was drinking water and I was gaining weight. And I said, this just cannot be, cannot be. So I started studying. So I went to Colombia and I met, um, I went to talk to my acupuncturist and then he said, uh, well, I've been working on this specifically on on through nutrition, how to help people to lose weight. And then so he explained to me the whole theory behind it on how uh, through changing the food all the time, it will wake up to metabolism. So <clears throat> through this, uh, through changing the food and then to seeing what's the one more important thing is like the knowledge that I have of Ayurveda makes it more easy because then I see through the tongue or through the pulse what is really happening to the person. And then through the actual food, I not only help the person to whatever is happening, but also uh, um, to change your metabolism and have your digestive system work better and then lose weight. But all foods are not equal, right? You know, when my boyfriend says it's calories in, calories out, that's wrong information about just, is that wrong information about the way food works? I mean, because things digest differently, there's different food combinations. Yeah. So it's very important, for example, in America, there's something that, that 
a lot of people are going to be mad at this one, but uh, <laughs> a lot of people eat yogurt and fruit, for example, and especially men, which are the ones that need to eat less yogurt and fruit together, and especially yogurt and banana. That's because men like to eat banana a lot. Uh, uh, the, the bananas are great, but the combination of banana and yogurt is not really good for your prostate. And it's very, very big in Ayurveda for men to not do that. So, yes, so calories in, calories out. That's what your boyfriend said. And I think it's not like that. Because for you, for example, if I tell you um, to eat certain, like in the diets that I've been giving you, it's, it's according to you because it's just specifically for you and what is happening to your body. But if I give the same food to her, yeah, it could be a totally different thing. The same food that I'm giving to you and they're the same calories, the same thing, she could gain weight with that, this food because we are so different. We all digest the food different. And the combining of these foods are very important. So, like, for example, eating cheese with, with like, with the burgers when they put the, the meat with the cheese. So the combination of these two different proteins or eating chicken and, and cheese again. Uh, the same thing, or eggs with cheese. So there are things that they should not be combined because it's, uh, it, the body does not, the way the, 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 the enzymes are produced by the body, it, they should be separated so the body can digest the food in the right way. Uh, can I ask something really quick? What is it about taking the pulse and looking at the tongue that you're able to notice about the body? Well, the pulse will tell me, Ayurveda works on, on three main things, which is the vata, the pitta, and the kapha. The vata is the air, the pitta is the fire, and the kapha is the earth part of the body. So when any of those goes in balance, then there's a manifestation. Mm. So when the pitta, for example, is, gets out of balance, then people get more inflammation, gets more heat, gets acid reflux, problems with the heart, heart, blood, heart blood pressure. People with vata, for example, they are cold. <laughs> I have someone here that is very cold. <laughs> uh, uh, they, they, so with, with the cold, people can get um, memory loss, Alzheimer's, uh, um, problems with the nervous system. So that's the vata. And the kapha is more anything with edema, anything retaining with water, anything that it has to be with inflammation. I think... I think um, there's going to be some more questions from this group, but just a few simple things. If somebody is just hearing about Ayurvedic medicine for the first time and wants to dig in more, what's a good place to start? Is there a book you recommend or um, where is an easy starting place? Oh, it might be on the coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> There is uh, one of the books that I, that was one of my first books that I read of Ayurveda, and it's a very simple book that um, Dr. Basan Lad, an amazing doctor, uh, Ayurvedic doctor from India, and it's Ayurveda, The Science of Self-Healing, um, A Practical Guide. This little book explains Ayurveda in such an amazing way where um, they show he shows all the different tongues, all the different possibilities of the pulse, how they feel, all the different Ayurvedic treatments there are, or what you can do 
um, all the different foods and how foods can affect your body uh, in the different sections of vata, pitta, and kapha. So if you know which, which one you are, or like, for example, you, even if you don't know, you feel like you are very cold. So then you need things that are more heating. So you need more pita food. So if, if you know that, you go there and then look for something. Let's see what are the pita foods. And you start eating that, your, philosophy, your physiology is going to change. Um, and uh, also is kind of an entryway into these conversations and talking about healing. I know for you personally, staying away from a lot of screens and phones and things is important. Um, what should people keep in mind about just how the busyness of the world really affects us? Well, it, it drives me crazy when I see especially uh, men more than women because women, luckily, we have the purses where we put our phone, so we are not keeping the phone with us, but men keep the phone. And then I've been having more and more client when men's, men clients are coming with a lot of prostate problems. And if you think about it, they have the phone here in their pocket, in the front. And what I'm saying here is the front pocket or the back where they are getting all this radiation all day long so or being sitting in the computer also so you get this this radiation all day every day so there's stones that you can put to to not have that uh in front of the computer to get and there's plants there's um and try not to have the phone in your pocket so uh and not have this all the time i was at some point i was having some problems sleeping and i had the phone next to me and one day, um, I decided I'm just going to turn it off. I leave it on just in case my mom needs something. And then I'm just like, I'm just going to turn it off. My sleep was so different just to turn off the phone and turn everything around. Mm -hmm. So in the minute that you turn that internet, your mind goes like, or your nervous system goes. Because we don't know how much the internet affects your, your, your nervous system. Do you guys have any questions? So just putting a plant by your, like say if you sit down at a desk and you're using the computer constantly, just putting any type of plant next to the computer will help circulation or what well, does it do? They say, uh, no, there's plants that take radiation away uh, okay. and there's crystals specific. that take radiation away. Yeah. Wow. So then you're specific to use of those. If um, people are interested coming to Surya, um, will you talk a little bit about the services you provide? So Surya, uh, right now we're here in the Pacific Palisades, and in October we're moving to um, with a proper hotel on Wilshire and Seven is being built, and uh, in September, in October, will they probably will be open in May? We'll probably will be ready to open in October. Um, so right now we are in a house in Pacific Palisades and where I have been always in a house since I started. And this is, um, so we're going to open more to the public. So it will be more accessible to everyone to have this. And, um, it will be on Wilshire and seven. Uh, so what we do is, um, Panchakarma mainly. So when you come, I, um, take your pulse and then from the pulse, I see what's going on with you. And then I tell all this, like you said. Please. Um, 
uh, I see what are the imbalances of what needs to be worked and what needs to be changed in your life and your diet. And then from there, we recommend most of the people do Panchakarma, which is um, cleanse. Uh, but it's a different than when you do like, uh, I'm going to drink juice or soups all week. It's, it's totally different because... Even thought that we have prepared you for a week and then you come and then receive all the treatments. Like I said before, with the Bianca and the Shirodara and the Urvartana, all these names are very not familiar for you guys, but are different uh, names of different kind of treatments that will be specifically um, given to you to depend on whatever is happening to your body. Um, to cleanse your body from all the different toxins that are and all the things that we eat and stay into your tissues. So how do you know, how do you diagnose yourself um, as your pitta, vata, or kapha? Like, how do you know which one you are? Is it just the kinds of symptoms that you display? Because I've also heard that it is based on your personality or your characteristics that like if you're a fiery personality or more like an alpha personality that you're more of a pitta naturally, but is that really accurate? And does it change throughout your life or is it always that you are this one type forever? Well, you you are born something. You are born vata, you are born pita, you are born kapha. Or you could be a combination of vata pita, pita vata, vata kapha. It could be different, different. But when you were born, you were born with that and you go the minute that you born and die, you are the same. But through life and things that you've done through life, these things can change. Um, so like like I said to you like at the beginning, I was like, I never have to worry about weight in my life. But then I have changes in my body, changes of, of life, and then kapha took over. So now I drink water, I gain weight. So I have to be careful. Yeah? But I'm still, I'm still pita vata. But then because of a life change, then now my kapha is more out of balance. But I still a pita vata. Yeah? So, and then you balance the kapha and then you come back again to your pita vata. But in generally, what you were saying, for example, you were talking about a pita person. So a pita person likes, when it's time to eat, I gotta eat because I'm hungry. Uh, it's very fiery, it's very bright, it's very, like, wants to do things very exactly... Um, about the person, you tell a person, about the person and starts the project and start this one and then they go there and then they start another one and they go here. And <laughs> <laughs> so that's about the person that goes here and there and there and do the, all these things. And a kapha person is more like um, uh, you are on the couch, let's watch some TV, let's not move, let's not do exercise, let's, uh, let's just, they are more very, very bright, very smart, very sweet people. Because normally kapha people are, are, are ruled by the moon. So they have the emotions. So they are very ruled by the emotions. And um, so it just depends on what the part of your life it is. And then we go to, again, to the three different parts of life. So in the beginning of our years, when we are little, that's why the babies get a lot of colds, because it's to make the immune system stronger. So that's the kapha time. So that's why babies and kids, and when they are little, they get a lot of colds, and that's part of getting the immune system stronger. And what is kapha? Mucus. 
yeah, colds. So all that is just pretty much what what does kapha? It is. It's just sluggish. Then the pita time comes. Then is when uh, we get uh, puberty comes, and then the skin you get pimples everywhere. There is a lot of heat. All the hormonal changes. Uh, so that's the pita part of of life. And then you have kids, and and then again the hormones change again, and then it comes menopause, and then it comes the vata, <laughs> the, the vata time of life, and then everything starts getting dry. Your skin gets dry, your hair gets dry, everything starts to like shrivel. You get wrinkles, you, and she's getting something out. <laughs> and then... Hot flashes? Hot flashes, yes. <laughs> But so the hot flashes. Just you talking about it made me have a hot flash. Okay. <laughs> so the the hot flashes are part of the change, mm-hmm. but at the same time that heat is creating the vata that I'm telling you. And, and I don't know if you feel what I'm saying that everything starts to get so dry. Dry and hot. Dry and hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're tapped into a lot of really amazing things over here. I mean, Mirabai was doing some healings. We had the astrologer having dinner with us. You've told me about other really fascinating things. What would you say is the biggest miracle you've ever seen? Wow, that's it's so hard to to just say. You were telling me about the Chinese woman with the. That's what. That's the one that I'm going for. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. I tried to tell three people the story, and they didn't believe me. Master Sang, uh, that was another gift from God. Uh, she is the most amazing person. She uh, could be like just sitting here and she will be looking at you and then she starts telling exactly what is inside you. She has the ability to look. And that's one of the person that I wanted to tell you at the beginning that you should go see her because she starts telling you exactly. So you ate three pills this morning. She will tell you, you ate three peels. And you know you ate three peels. Whoa. Oh, just wait. Yeah. She keeps going, and then she goes like, oh, I see there is some cancer cells on your right breast. Whoa. Um, so your grandmother had cancers, or, or your mom had cancer. And then you go, yes, yeah, yeah, it's true. So then she keeps going, and then it's like, oh, you had... Uh, miscarriage or an abortion. She doesn't know if it's miscarriage or abortion, but you had definitely a, a kid that was not not here in on earth, and then I can see it next to you, and it was a boy or a girl, whatever it is. And then she asked permission to open your field, and then she looks at all your guides. Um, so it could be... <laughs> 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 you have to see the people's face here. <laughs> so then she tells you all your guides and and um when you say guides what does that mean the guides it could be like for me she looked at me and then she said i see an elephant a huge elephant behind you and then I love Ganesha. You can see it's there, it's there, it's there. So Ganesh, it's Ganesh for me is a, is a, is a um, elephant. And he's the god of obstacles, removal of obstacles. So then after that, she said this. I'm like, okay, you're telling me that I have some cancer cells. And now what? 
what, what I'm going to do with that information. Just go around to, to the doctor and what I'm going to, what, what I'm going to do with this. And then she goes at the end, so she starts doing the Heart Sutra. And then after the Heart Sutra comes from Quan Jen. Um, and, and then she starts doing all the mudras, which are different mo- movements with the hands. And then suddenly she goes like this and then appears in her hands the herbs that are going to be for you. Whoa. I know, you guys, this is, feels like really amazing, and impossible. And listening to the podcast, when she goes like this, she puts her arm in the air and she just kind of swoops the herbs out of the sky and they appear in her hand. And then, She's for like example, the real Harry Potter. The real Harry Potter. <laughs> um, and... Sometimes, uh, so then, for example, for people that have different diseases, besides just then, so then she will do it the second time, and a different color herb or different smell. They are very aromatic. Different smell herb will appear in your hand. And I want to make a joke about are these herbs FDA approved? But you actually <laughs> told me that the government got involved in this, right? Yes. Uh, she um, she actually in China. She's very very well known, and um, so like he had people going on her door, like it's for a block or two blocks, waiting to see her. Um, so one person went to the to the government and they took her um, to because in China you are you are really a charlatan or you are not. They are very. They take all these things very serious because there are a lot of people that have all these these gifts. So they took her to one of the institutions and they took all her clothes. They gave her new clothes and they took 10, 20, 10 or twenty people in front of her and said, "Okay, now you're going to manifest for them." And uh, she actually said, "If there's something for them, it will come. If there's not, not." And then she just started doing it and started manifesting for everyone. That it was there, and then from there, the government gave her. Uh, she has it. You can see in her house when you go and visit her, a certification. Yes. Um, <laughs> that she is that certified <laughs> for for real. Um, and then after that, she was working for the government to for the doctors to happen the surgeries to make sure that when they were going, when they were cutting people, they will cut not places where they should have not cut, or they forgot this cell or. Because she can see, for example, if someone has Lyme disease, the first time I took her to do to have someone with Lyme disease, she's never seen Lyme disease. So she took the arm, and then the way she sees your blood, she goes like this. She pushes on your arm like that and really sees the blood. And then she looks at the blood, and she says, she was like, couldn't understand what she was seeing. And she kept doing it, I'm doing it. And then so she says, I, I see something that I've never seen. And then the client said, well, what you could see is probably Lyme disease, and I have Lyme disease. And then from there, then she learned how Lyme disease looks like. Um, but she's incredible, amazing person. And she's here person. She's, she, she, Yeah, she lives here in L.A. Um, I see our next filter, Julie. I know. <laughs> hey, what's her Instagram? <laughs> uh, I, I'll... Well, okay. So, um, I just, this might be helpful for people that are coming into contact with any kind of natural healing modality for the first time. I had an experience last year, 
2018, where I was going through a lot of deep life changes all at once. And I was also going through a lot of grief. One of my, my really close colleagues was, was killed very suddenly in a car accident. Um, I got laid off from my job. I broke up with my boyfriend. Like it was like a lot of stuff all at once. And I went for my routine checkup with my regular GP, like, you know, my once a year blood work and my blood work's always perfect. I've never been hospitalized, never anything wrong with me. And my thyroid had crashed and, um, it was really, really low. And he said, you know, um, we need to put you on Synthroid. And basically that's like a synthetic thyroid hormone that gives your, your thyroid permission to, to stop working and you would be on it the rest of your life. Um, it kills your thyroid. And I was like, dude, give me three months. Like, I just want to see if I can do something about this without taking this drug. And so I went full focus into healing my own thyroid. And I did acupuncture and supplements and herbs and massage and meditation and visualization and therapy and journaling and did it all. And I get why people would just pop a pill because the route that I took was a lot of time, a lot of resources, a lot of energy, a lot of focus. But I went back three months later and I had jump-started my thyroid. And of course, the the Western doctor was like, I've never seen anything like this before. Nobody can do, you know, and I was like, well, actually you can. But I also, you know, when I would describe to people how much energy it was taking to correct it myself without taking this drug, you know, a lot of people said to me, that just sounds like a lot of work. Whereas like, you know, pharmaceutically, you could like pop this pill that cost you know, 10 cents and, you know, but you'd be on it the rest of your life and it would completely alter your body. So it was a huge accomplishment for me um, to do that. And I really stand behind, you know, that it's worth making the commitment, even if it takes longer. I think we're just so conditioned to like, instant results, you know, healing things naturally requires a deeper commitment. It requires really aligning, I think, with the belief system behind it. Um, yes. And also patience and, and, um, and perseverance, you know, and not a quick fix from a pill, but it's a way to fundamentally change your life. So, you know, that's, not that that could be Ayurveda, that could be acupuncture, that could be, you know, any herbal medicine, homeopathy, any healing modality. It may work slower. It may take longer. You might think this isn't working. It works. It just works on a different time pace than what we're um, conditioned to think is effective. So that's just what I wanted to share. Thank you. What would you say to people who don't believe? Can I can I say something about that? What I believe, what I have, like you just said, oh, it was just much easier to just take the pill and then not go through all this. But I'm telling you, do you take a pill every day right now? Mm-mm. 
So what was it was much easier work three months for it. And now you are not stuck with one pill for the rest of your life. So I will believe that is the other way around. That is better to work the three months and not be stuck to this pill. And then maybe this pill stop working, then you're going to have to be another pill. And what are the consequences of taking this pill? And what else is going to do to your body that doing these three months of work, then you are not going to have to work for other things rest in your life. Exactly. So maybe that's what you would say to people that don't believe. Yes. <laughs> An example. Yes. Like yeah. And then I also believe, again, that this happens to our bodies to wake us up about something. Because if you think about when something really happens to us, is when we go like, oh, God, please help me. Or, or forget, or remind, remember that there's some energy there that is like, I'm suffering. Please don't forget and please help me do something. In your case, you just broke up with your boyfriend uh, and there was probably, if you think about it, it was your throat that it was closed and you probably were not able to communicate with him. You were not probably to able to even say the things that you needed to say to him. And then you were shutting out your, your, your thyroid. But the minute that you did that and work on all this, then all this opened and now your thyroid was able to work. So sometimes these emotional things that we keep into our bodies and then we don't let them go and work on them and forgive the people and understand the people, then we get sick. Manifest the disease. And I also think, you know, the our medical system will actually try to discourage us. Like he was so suspect about my plan, you know, and and we tend to like hold doctors and medical professionals on such a pedestal that it's like, oh, well, if the doctor tells me I should do this, then I should just do this. And, you know, on the one hand and on the other hand, they may try to talk you out of it. They're like, oh, well, that's really dangerous. You should really, you know, and, and I just think it's, it's really too, not to not take your doctor's advice, but like there's other alternatives and just to ask questions and, and be aware that there are other possibilities. And like you said, that there's a domino effect of like, oh, take this pill, but in five years, you're going to have to take this other pill. And then in another five years, you're going to have to take this other pill. And it's this cascade effect then for the rest of your life because it's not actually healing you. It's not fixing the problem. What happens with those pills also with any, any medicine that we take that is chemical, your body doesn't understand it. Because we we're talking about nutrition. As you see that orange there, and that orange is there, and when it's ready and you take it, it has everything you need because it's from nature. It's, it's what, what in Ayurveda called the Pragyaparad, which is the intelligence mm. of whatever is in there, there is already there to connect with our body. But the chemicals that are made in a factory our body does not understand them. And that's why that is that disconnection there on when you take a pill. And like I have clients that have taken literally three, four pills for high blood pressure. And I'm going, why are you taking four? Why not one? Because it's one and then it doesn't work anymore. Then we give you two. And then they don't take the, pill, the person with the other medicines. So the body does not understand that. And yes, it I love, in a way, I'm grateful for, for medicine and all the different tests that are there to, because it makes my life easier to help people get better. 
Prof is the man in the room. I've heard some big sighs over there. I've maybe uh, caught a little of anxiety. Anything uh, you're feeling or want to add? Um, I think it's just for some people, when you talk about things that they feel like they can't change, it becomes heavy and becomes big um, until you know the methods of how to change them. And like we talked about earlier, there's so much information out there. It can be overwhelming. So I think a lot of people just probably wander a lot in the dark trying to figure out what speaks to them. Maybe they try some things, maybe they don't. But, um, yeah, some of the things just reminded me of things that I've tried, things that I, you know, successes and failures uh, throughout my sort of, you know, medical journey. So You're saying it's a lot more comforting to go to a doctor that's covered by your insurance that gives you a prescription that you take at a certain time and that'll be the healing. That that because I don't know. It, it. Yeah, I mean, for for most people, I think for myself, I've you know, I, my parents are hippies. I grew up, you know, with tofu dogs when I was like two years old before I you know knew what what health food was. Um, but I've tried a lot of things in my life. But struggling with my father, say he had cancer uh, when I was younger, and trying to retrain him about whether it's chemicals in the food or you know, blood pressure medication or all of those things and trying to convince somebody from his world and his viewpoint uh, was a struggle. I was a little bit more flexible, you know, growing up the way that I grew up and reading the things that I read and trying the things that I've tried. But I could see the fear and misunderstanding in his face when I would try to explain something or have him read something. So I think there's a lot of us out there that probably are scared to try things just because we don't have the information or somebody credible to give us that information. I just almost sure there is always someone there in in a natural doctor, an Ayurvedic doctor, and a homeopathic, and with all this nature there. You just have to find the right person and also be in your mind, put in your mind because our mind is very powerful to know that this is going to help us. Food is going to help us, it's going to change. As simple as tomatoes. Tomatoes are, create a lot of acidity. And I had a client uh, that has incredible pain in his hands. And then, and then I said to him, uh, are you eating tomatoes? I'm like, yeah, my wife puts these tomatoes and I'm eating and they're so delicious and we make this with the tomatoes. I'm like, you got to stop eating tomatoes. I'm they were like, I'm, my wife is going to kill me if I stop eating tomatoes. I'm like, I have so many tomatoes and all these tomatoes. And then I said, please stop for one week. Literally a week later, he come and said, my pain is gone. Mm. As simple as that. Because food is medicine. And if we find the right person that guide us and tell us what is it that we should eat or not eat, then we know what to do. One of the best things that happened to me was I had a friend last summer, Drew, who helped me realize that I had all this inflammation at the root of my challenges. And um, he pointed me to taking the right test that my doctors um, hadn't been giving me. And then when we got the results, he said, okay. So here's the problem. Now it's a scavenger hunt to figure out what's causing it. And it just took so much advocating for myself. And I'm really glad that I landed here. Is there anything else you want people to know? Hmm. Uh, just 
No, the only thing I can tell you guys is my experience with Ayurveda that and I've seen over and over and over many, many, many people that if they stay with the diet, they they eat with the seasons. That is very important. Like right now, for example, even though there's planes and bring all food from everywhere, like we can eat a watermelon. Don't eat a watermelon. This is not the time to eat a watermelon. The watermelon grows where it's summer and we need to be cooled down. Right now, we need to be warm. Right now, we need to eat nourishing foods, warm foods, soups, uh, roots, because that's what is going to help us right now. And that's what the earth is giving right now. So very important to keep with the seasons and keep eating what the earth is giving at that point where you live. may or may not be on the podcast. Oh, it's going in there. Okay. Yeah, unless you want to wrap it. <laughs> what do you feel about this trendiness with cannabis-based medicine? Do you feel like it's um, interfering, perhaps, with some of the work you're doing with clients? Do you feel like it's helping people? Do you feel like it's a positive advancement? Because I feel like it's so trendy right now, like everyone's taken CBD or some kind of THC oil for you know, aches and pains or different diseases or headaches or anxiety. Um, and I, I'm just always really interested to hear about what um, naturopathic physicians feel about this, this trend. Um, for one, one just quick aside is our Vedic meditation teacher was like, you know, marijuana really interferes with a Vedic meditation practice. So like, you know, he was kind of joking. He's like, you can do all the like crack and heroin that you want, but don't smoke pot if you're a meditator. I mean, he was kidding, but you know, he's like, there's something about the the neurotransmitters in THC that will interfere with the positive effects of meditation. Like, I'm just curious how it, it fits into the whole Ayurvedic practice. Well, I have to agree with him that, that when you do anything like ayahuasca, uh, like a lot of people are doing right now, ayahuasca or... Uh, um, the THC in the marijuana or um, I don't know all the mushrooms and acid and all these things that do what they do all these medicines what they do, all these plants what they do and my grand my mom actually gave me an amazing book uh, called the the um, the plants from the gods and are all these plants that actually helps you open this veil to see these other things all these other worlds and other psychedelic things that people can have in a certain way uh, but they're there they're in in nature for us to to for a reason they are they're there for a reason this is my belief um i think marijuana my grandmother used to use it uh in colombia for her arthritis she had an arthritis in her knees and i remember she used to take the marijuana and then put the alcohol and put it in the in the inter- in, we had a garden and she will put it there uh, for a whole month and then after that she will take that alcohol and put it in her knees and her pain was gone. So it was more of a medicine and if marijuana is just another plant that is there and it's just the way it's been if it's used the right way or not the right way then we get the results that we want. So I believe um, that. The CBD right now, what it really worries me more than anything is, again, what chemicals are they doing to make this plant do all these different things? Because it does, it's not obviously not staying 
in what nature it tends this to do. And again, when you are smoking this, it goes into such a deeper part of your body that you have to be careful if it's organic or not, or what chemicals are this is done. And kids and a lot of young people are doing it, and it's so easy to get it. Just make sure it's organic. And I, my grandfather right now is not doing very well. And the CBD has helped him so much. And I do prefer him to take the CBD with some THC uh, instead of taking some medication that is going to make him suffer more later. So, like, I have a lot of clients that they cannot sleep. And then what? The solution is Valium or Xanax or any of these medicines. And when you take, they smoke a little bit of, of marijuana uh, or, or pot and then... You just, and then you go to sleep. So this is a much better way of treating your body than putting the chemicals again into your body. And last question. We talked about how you've already been helping me and changing my life, but we didn't talk about instincts and intuition. Last question. How do you use your intuition in your professional, personal life? How would you describe how you tap into your intuition? Remember when I was talking about astrology and I had the in the eleventh in the eleventh house I have uh, the guru planet and it's, it's in my positive in my life and that's about intuition that it's all about intuition and when I go and on the table and I touch someone it's like my hands are guided to where they need to go on to what they need to be it's like something magical that is just tells me do this. Sometimes I have things where, like, give this to this person, touch this person here, do this. Um, and sometimes it's like, it's just intuition. It's just, it comes to me, what is it I'm going to do for this person? Or what herbs I'm going to mix for this person? I Sometimes I just stand up in front of my wall of herbs. And then I go, okay, just help me. What is this going to be good for this person? And I know the plants, this one do this, this one do this, and this one other comes just out of intuition that I should put it. And then I go and look if I should put this plant and it's the perfect plant that I put it for that person and then I get the result that I want. Well, thank you so much for hosting us tonight. Thank you so much for helping me with all the healing. And thanks so much for sharing your wisdom because I know that there are going to be a lot of people that hear this and it'll open their eyes to new thoughts. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that want to come visit you too. So thank you. No, Thank you. And thank you all for coming tonight. All right. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of The Idea Fountain. If you liked it, I appreciate you helping spread the word, checking out other episodes, or telling a friend. You can follow The Idea Fountain at The Idea Fountain, or check out the website, theideafountain.co. And for more information on what Marta is doing at Surya, it's suryaspa.com, S-U-R-Y-A, spa.com.